Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 200, 200. Which, <laughs> which we are recording on August 24th, 2019. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're doing things a wee bit differently today. We would like to honor and celebrate other podcasters who have inspired us and whom we have listened to over many, many years. And many of whom have become our friends yeah, over the true. years. That's true. And we're starting with our one and only non-knitting podcast. This is from the History Chicks podcast, which I highly recommend. And every episode, they do a 30-second summary in the beginning to drop the featured famous woman into history. So two women become friends and talk about knitting all the time. One moves to France, and they talk about knitting every day via email and Ravelry. One introduces the others to podcasts. When they're reunited, their love of knitting only grows until they realize their daily chats are much like their beloved podcasts. And thus, the Yarniax podcast was born. <laughs> the end. That was very good, Gail. <laughs> that was a good summary, right? A 30-second yes. summary of us. That was. Because we really did. The two years I lived in France, because I was eight hours ahead of Charlene, every morning I would wake up excited to check my email because I knew there would be a message right. from Charlene, and I would do the same so that when she woke up in the morning, she had a message for me that's, every single day. That's so true. Yep. And that was right before I left for France was when Ravelry started. Yeah. So we were both fully entrenched in Ravelry already too. <laughs> and Charlene introduced me to podcast while I was in France. One of the first knitting podcasts that I listened to, and this was actually before Ravelry and before Gail went to France, because I looked it up and the first knit cast was released back in February of 2005. Now, Knitcast was a podcast by Marie Irshad, and they were really short little podcasts, sometimes only 10 minutes or so, and it was usually just an interview. And she had designers from the Knit Bloggers Ring, which was a big entity before Ravelry, and she also had interviews, as I mentioned, with Clara Parks, Stephanie Pearl McBee, and Wooly Wormhead. And she only had a few podcasts once or twice a month in 2005 and 2006, and then slowly kind of faded. And over the years, I've seen several messages about soon I'll be doing this or soon I'll be doing that. But to my knowledge, I don't believe she has podcasted since. So that's my historical podcast. Yeah, and my, <laughs> my first podcast was Stash and Burn by Jenny and Nicole. And they, at the time, both lived in San Francisco. And I'm not hugely familiar with San Francisco, but when I was in France at the time, San Francisco felt like home. So to hear them talk about places in and around San Francisco just made me feel closer to home and hearing other people talk about knitting because I did have one knitting friend in France who was an American expat and she and I got together just about every week. But other than that, it was just texts with Charlene. <laughs> so to have other people talking about knitting, even though I wasn't actually sitting there with them was really, really a cool thing. I remember I would go at night Everyone would go to sleep and I'd be up on the terrace by myself knitting and I'd turn on a podcast. And oh, it was so neat. exciting because yeah. I got to immerse myself in the world of knitting as I was knitting. Yeah. So I really enjoyed being able to do that. And I think they'd already been recording for a couple of years. So I had a backlog to listen oh, to. Nice. So nice. that was really nice. And that's Stash and Burn by Jenny and Nicole. And they, weird as weird can be, what did you find out today? Oh, yes. I looked up when their last podcast came out because I knew it had been a while. Jenny and Nicole stopped podcasting. Well, their last podcast was released on August 24th, 2017, which coincidentally is exactly two years ago from today's That's date, weird. Which yeah. is very strange. Very strange. Yeah. 
And Jenny yeah. and Nicole are both awesome people. I miss their podcast a lot. I do too. I am from San Francisco. So I loved hearing the local the local chat on their podcasts and they've both since moved to Oakland and I also lived in Oakland at one point in my life so I enjoyed that as well once they moved so they're they're very missed and this is actually good news if you haven't heard of Stash and Burn because I'm pretty sure you can get back episodes online somewhere that's true yeah I know they're on Apple podcast Still. Yeah, so if you've never heard them before, you can listen to their back episodes, yes. and they had a lot of episodes. They did. So what we're going to try to do for the rest of today's episode is pick a segment or something similar to that from each of our favorite podcasts that we've listened to, kind of our, what would you call them, our... Our catalog of podcasts over the years. Yeah, like our favorite, <laughs> the ones that inspired us the most and things like that. Yeah. So we're going to start with Fluffy Fibers, which is Isabel from France. She records in Montpellier, France, which was very near where I lived. And I have met Isabel in person. She is a delightful person and her podcasts are awesome. In every podcast, she talks about her cup of tea. So what she's drinking and what are we drinking? Gail and I are drinking jasmine milk tea with boba and i wonder how many of you have heard us talk about boba tea and have no <laughs> clue what we're talking about it's kind of a phenomenon now it's kind of almost it's a trendy. worldwide phenomenon yes. yeah and i think it is a little trendy now but when we first got into it it was not so trendy and it was hard to find now there are more and more tea places that yes. are popping up all over so basically what it is, is they mix in your tea flavor with milk. So it's heavy milk tea. And then they add ice. So it is a cold beverage. And they add these little tapioca pearls, which are called boba. And they are cooked so that they're kind of mushy, but not slimy mushy. Right. And they f are in the bottom of your teacup. And then when you drink out of the fat boba straw, you get tea and these little boba pearls yeah so it's really yummy some people it's, really don't it's like quite it yummy. but almost everyone i know likes it a lot it's it's a originally a southeast asian drink and it has moved across the earth yes, yes. <laughs> so that's what's in our teacups today jasmine milk tea with boba and another one that, now they're kind of in chronological order now, kind of. Okay. Never Not Knitting by Alana Dacos. She had, a, I think it was a weekly podcast for a long time. And then she went into designing. So you may also recognize the name Alana Dacos from her designs. Yeah. We have knit many of her patterns. Yeah. She has very feminine patterns, mm -hmm. I think. And she also has a lot of children's patterns that are really, really cute. And she started her own yarn and knitting store where she lives in California. But I think that is since that closed. Has closed yeah. But she does have an online knitting store called Never Not Knitting. And she has the cutest notions and things too. And I think yeah. she's doing sewing patterns now, isn't she? She might be. I know I think she so. got heavily into sewing after knitting. So... There yeah. you go. And she used to do on her podcast, she'd have knitting stories that somebody else, one of her listeners, recorded and sent to her that she would add to the end of her episode. And I did one while I was living in France. And my story was about a sweater that was meant to be, but not meant to be for me. One of my first ever sweater quantities of yarn was Malabrigo worsted in the continental blue colorway. And I showed it to Charlene and we talked about what patterns I might want to knit my first ever sweater. And it was from the Stitch and Bitch book. There was a basically just a pullover. I want to say it kind of had drop sleeves or seamed or I don't remember the details anymore. I can't remember either. Yeah. But I knit the sweater and it was enormous. Just <laughs> absolutely gigantic, was never going to fit me. And Charlene and I puzzled over it for a while. And she looked at it and said, yeah, I don't think this is ever going to work. So I had to rip out my first attempted sweater. And as I was rolling the balls back up during a teleconference one day, I was thinking to myself, well, now what am I going to do with it? I don't know. So again, I consulted Charlene. She was very much my knitting expert. 
and we talked about the Ribby Pulley Sweater by Bon Marie Burns. So I did start to knit it again. I probably was six months later before I finally worked up the yeah. nerve to start knitting it again. <laughs> and here I was happily chugging along on this Ribby Pulley. I was probably, it's a bottom-up sweater, I'm pretty sure. I must have been because I was on the bottom working up. And my counts were off. On the ribby pulley, you have stockinette down the center, and then you have offset ribbing. And my ribbing was not evenly spaced on my sweater. It was very unevenly spaced. And I remember, I don't think we were texting at the time. It must have been email or something. I'm like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. Do I have to rip it all back out to the ribbing? It's like, this yarn is not ever going to be a sweater. You know that feeling where you've already ripped it out once, you're on your second try, and you're like, okay, this is never going to happen. Well, there was a yarn store near where I was living at the time, and Ganilla was the knit doctor. She's someone that we know from our local yarn stores, and she taught me how to ladder down, and that's how I fixed my offset ribbing. So I was able to ladder down and pick back up and get the stitches in the right orientation again. The ones that needed to be pearls were pearls and vice versa. So laddering down was a great lesson I learned. And I finally finished my ribby pulley and was very happy with the fit, but I never wore it. Like almost never. I literally wore it twice and it was just too warm. Malabrigo worsted yarn is really Really warm warm. and it was a fitted sweater. So no air circulation. (laughs) And one of our good friends, this, by this time I'm living in France one of our good friends was going through really harsh medical issues and she was always cold. And Mike was coming home to take care of her for a little while. And I said, bring her this sweater. She won't be cold if she wears the sweater. So I knew the sweater would keep her warm and it did. She wore it very faithfully as for the rest of her life. So it was a sweater Yay. that was meant to be just not to be for me. <laughs> well, I looked up the title of that episode and the title of the episode of never not knitting that your story was on was called the Malabrigo not meant for me. Ah, there we go. So when I wanted, what I wanted to talk about was also Malabrigo. I went back and looked in my Ravelry projects for all of the items that I had knit in Malabrigo yarn. And there was something that I noticed <laughs> that was not for me. This this Malabrigo was not for me. And it's not a specific project or yarn, but it is a colorway. Oh, really? Yeah. Of Malabrigo? There is, yes. There is one colorway called Stone Chat. Now, Stone Chat is a red wine color with some brown speckled throughout. Not not like speckles, but... Variegated. It's a little yeah. variegated, yes. You use that color a lot. Red. I have used yeah. that color a lot. I would have thought that was it's, your favorite. It's very color. wine and chocolate. And I always thought <laughs> that it was such a, a lovely combo. And I have tried to use that color way, to the best of my knowledge three times. It was one of the very first Malabrigo colorways that I used. I made a citron shawl in the lace. Oh, I remember that. I made a Wendy Bernard sweater called Slinky Ribs, and I made two beaded hats from one skein of sock yarn. And the beaded hats were gorgeous. They had these beads that sparkled on them, yet I did not keep any of those items you didn't click keep sleep slinky ribs i don't have it anymore i just did not wear it wow i can't remember who i gave it to at this point but i remember you knitting that yeah i did not wear it so even though i was attracted to the colorway in terms of pretty i thought the colorway was pretty the lesson that i learned was although I loved the yarn and the way it looked, I may not like it on me. Right. And I may not love wearing the color. It's like being light gray. Yes. So that was what I learned from that experience because I kept picking that same colorway (laughs) and not keeping those items. 
So very interesting. Very interesting. My, I also have that Malabrigo. That was yes, not meant for me story. <laughs> so thank you, Alana, for an awesome podcast. Yeah. Next, we want to mention the Knitmore Girls. Their segment, When Knitting Attacks, is probably one of the one, one of their segments that I hear most people talk about. That's <laughs> true. And yes. And who hasn't had a knitting attacks moment? I looked on Ravelry and I have 22 projects listed on Ravelry as Uggs ah. with the little frog mm-hmm. symbol. There's a frog for frogging. Or is yes. he also Ugg? I can't He's remember if it's if it's the Ugg or frogged. But I don't have a specific project to talk about, but I do know looking through those projects, most of the projects that I ended up frogging were bad yarn choices for oh. the project. Something didn't work out either the gauge didn't work out or it just did not work for the sweater accessory whatever so fortunately on those 22 projects i did not keep going (laughs) (laughs) frogged a bad thing before it happened (laughs) and that's 22 projects out of approximately how many do you have on ravelry Several hundred. Yeah, at least five hundred, sure. probably yeah. at least. I'm, so that's a pretty awesome percentage sure. of There are others that never even made it onto Ravelry, <laughs> I I know, because sometimes I'll just start something and I haven't put it up on Ravelry and I'll decide that no, this isn't working and it never makes it there. Got it. I I would like to have thought that I had the foresight to put all the projects that I attempt because there's something to be learned there is, yeah. and something to be remembered. And as in this, when I look back on those and I remember those false starts and I can think, oh yeah, that yarn didn't work for that project. So there's definitely something to be learned, but I do know that I have not listed every single thing. There have been others, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> So has knitting attacked you, Gail? Oh my gosh, when has it not attacked me? But I did, there were two specific things that came to mind. And one was light gray. So you just said stone chat, Mm -hmm. the Malabrigo color. I have that issue with light gray. So I'm always attracted to light gray and silver. (laughs) Always. The yarn, it just sings to me whenever I see it. Buy me, you will wear me, you will love me. And I've purchased in my knitting history quite a few sweater quantities of light gray. You have. I no longer have a single light gray closet, light gray sweater in my closet. I've given every single one of them away. Mm. And when I gave away my Gather Together by Hohi Locatelli to my daughter, Alex, she said, oh, I'll wear that. So I was like, here, (laughs) I'm happy to have you take it. I realized no more light gray for me, period. I don't wear it as much as I love it and want to. I don't wear it. So that was kind of when yarn attacks, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) And I have a knitting attacks. So I don't remember who we were. It was a group of us chatting in the Ravelry group about seeming things incorrectly. And I remember before I left for France, it was probably, oh, it was the same Malabrigo yarn, but I was knitting a sweater for Josie and it was a seamed sweater. And somehow I must not have seamed the fronts and the backs yet because I seamed the sleeve to the top of the sweater, like to the top of the back of the sweater and I'm looking at it I'm like how do I have so many extra stitches that aren't being you know how did I end up with so much extra fabric it took me like five minutes to realize oh my gosh I just seamed the shoulder to the back of the sweater the top back of the sweater so yeah knitting attacks and when it attacks it attacks hard and again, that was like my second sweater ever, I think, maybe or third. So in my defense, I was a newbie, Seeming but still. that is confusing. <laughs> when you have is. a garment in pieces and you're looking at them, yes, <laughs> seeming is confusing because most patterns do not give you a diagram on how to seam. No, they, they just say seam pieces exactly, together. Exactly. And I think that's what happened. And they were like you know, seam the sleeve before you seam the body. And I didn't know what I was doing. So the shoulder ended up on the body. So there you go. 
That was when knitting attacks. And that's again from the <laughs> Knitmore girls who are Jasmine and Gigi. And they're a mother daughter pair that record uh, over in the San Jose area, which is also very local to us. So mm-hmm. we see them at different events and they've been podcasting forever. Yeah. Really long yeah. time. Two other longtime podcasters are Leslie and Laura from the video podcast, The Knit Girls. And Laura, I believe, is the librarian. Yes, school librarian, middle and, school. Yes, that's right, middle school librarian. And they talk about books a lot. Yes, they do. So in terms of books, what have you been reading? Oh, my gosh. So basically what I did for my show notes is I wanted to mention a couple really great resources. The library. Oh, my goodness gracious. You can reserve ebooks audiobooks, all sorts of different resources from your local library. So if you aren't using it, check it out. It's really cool. You just go online, you request something, and if it's available, you can download it immediately. And if not, you wait until it's available, they send you an email, and then you download it. It's really easy, Mm -hmm. great resource, and always free, of course. Mm -hmm. So libraries are my first comment. And then Goodreads, if you've never heard of it, Goodreads is kind of like a Ravelry for reading. You can go, it's a huge database of books. Every book I've ever tried to find is on there. Mm -hmm. And you can mark things as you want to read it, you are currently reading it, or you've already read it. You can give it a rating of one to five stars. You can leave your own comments or review about the book. You can create your own shelves. So you can have different shelves of different genres if you want. It's a really good resource for just keeping track of what you've read and stuff because I'm not really good at remembering titles of books necessarily. I'm not either. And two other resources, which are discount resources. There's a newsletter you can sign up for at bookbub.com and they will send you a daily email with discount books. They're all electronic books, so they would be for your Kindle or other reader, but usually they'll have something on sale for anywhere from $3.99 to free, and they're usually about $1.99. And they can be any genre. Basically, when you sign up for BookBub, you sign up for specific genres, and you can rate books you've read to refine the recommendations that BookBub sends you every day. And I've found so many books. I have a really big electronic book library right now, thanks to BookBub. (laughs) And the second one is Chirp.com. They are like a BookBub, but for audiobooks. So they also will send you a daily email with discounted audiobooks. And recent ones that I've found were Man Called Ove and News from Sweden and other really popular, popular books, newer yeah. books. And they have a lot of classics. They have a ton of Jane Austen. They have Bronte Sisters. They have Charles Dickens. They just have so many great classic authors too. So I highly recommend those four resources and two books that I've really enjoyed that I read recently. One was Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier, which somehow throughout all of my classic reading from high school on, I never read the book Rebecca. It's really good. (laughs) I gave it a five star. It's a classic for a reason. And another one, that I read because of the anti-racism and things like that work that I've been doing. It was recommended by our friend Heather, who was a dyer for Western Sky Knits. It's called Just Mercy, a story of justice and redemption by Brian Stevenson. And I highly recommend that and Rebecca. And what about you? Well, to bring it back to Ravelry, I just want to mention that if you list any social media websites on your Ravelry profile, Goodreads is one of the social media sites that you can add to your Ravelry profile. So you can see other Ravelers Goodread profile if they list it there. I'll have to do that. Yeah, it's very cool. So if you have, if you have discussions or chat with anyone on Ravelry and you think that you would also like their tastes in books, if they have it listed there, you can connect with them that way. Yeah, you can friend people on Goodreads so you can see what they're reading and things like that. It's pretty cool. 
And then a couple of books that I have read recently. The first one is Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens, which I very much enjoyed. And the second one was The Island of Sea Women by Lisa C., which I also very much enjoyed. The Island of Sea Women told the story of women divers in Korea from around the time before World War II, and it travels up into present day. And it was fascinating because it was a really good book. It was a little bit of history that I knew nothing about. So I learned a lot about the community and the diving and even some world history thrown in. It was very good. I learned so much from that book. And it's really a good book. Yeah. Lisa C is an excellent, excellent author. She is. And also to bring it back to knitting. We do have a thread in our Ravelry group, Goodreads, and people, when I first started the Ravelry thread, a lot of people went in and put in their top 10 books or top five books, and I got so many recommendations that way that have been really, really good recommendations. So if you're so inclined, we would love it if you'd go into the Ravelry group and give us some of your favorite books. We would like to thank our sponsor for August, Infinite Twist. Every two weeks, a select group of knitters get something special in their inbox. Whether it's a 50% off discount on the latest Infinite Twist knitting pattern, or an early bird notification that coveted one-of-a-kind sweater quantities are in the shop, these knitters find out first. How do you get in on these exclusive goodies? Subscribe to the Infinite Twist newsletter at infinitetwist.com. You'll hear first about the new e-course to kickstart your fall knitting, new patterns to make the most of your stash and scrap yarns, plus gorgeous gradients and our annual clearance sale. Still on the fence? Get any Infinite Twist knitting pattern for free when you subscribe. Visit us today at infinitetwist.com. And I got my newsletter just the other day, and her newest shawl pattern, which is really beautiful, it's a gradient, was free. Oh, nice. Yeah. And her patterns are reasonably priced anyway, but still, free patterns are always a nice thing. Excellent. So thank you, Kate. (laughs) Another podcast we would like to celebrate is the Double Knit Podcast by Aaron and Jessica. Yay! (laughs) And they are out of Seattle, Washington. They talk about, in addition to knitting, they talk about books and movies. TV shows. And TV shows. And Gail and I would like to talk about what we are watching. What are you watching? Something that I just finished that I enjoyed was the third season of Glow on Netflix. Ah. Glow is the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. And it sounds crazy, but it's actually a very good show. Something that they do a very good job in this show is their character development. Over the course of three seasons, these characters have really come alive and the different women, you you see all their different personalities and they're so real and vibrant and it's wonderful. I really enjoyed it. And I was watching the third season and the first couple of episodes, mm, I wasn't too sure. And then, boom, an episode hit where the actresses switch up their parts in the wrestling show. And I felt that was probably one of the best episodes they had ever done for so many reasons. Because not only did you learn about the characters they were portraying but you learned about the characters themselves it's very interesting because the world of wrestling is one that i am not familiar with and these actresses come in and they play parts and they really develop these characters these wrestling characters to a fine degree and then there's also the show also tells the story of the actresses that are playing the parts. So it's very interesting. 
Mike and I watched the first season. We've not gone farther than that yet, but oh, it was okay. interesting. Yeah, good okay. character development. I agree. Yeah, really good. And then they also had another one in the series where they have a Christmas special because it's Christmas in the show, and that one was really good too because they do a version of a Christmas Carol, <laughs> wrestling style, a wrestling style, which was really. <laughs> funny that would be funny it's very very interesting so that's what i have been watching how about you well i've been watching a show that's been around for a really long time that i never watched when it came out originally it's the office and it's kind of a cult favorite for a lot of people and max has watched this whole series many times and he finally convinced me to start watching it you know that's how i started watching it because my kids were watching it yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. That's not surprising. <laughs> it's like the younger generation really loves the show. Yes. And the first couple episodes that Max watched, cause he and I watch it together, which is another mm-hmm. reason I enjoy it. The first couple episodes, I just kept looking at him like, what is funny about this? I just <laughs> don't get it. If you're easily offended, don't watch it because the main character who is the manager of the office is the least aware person on the planet. So he says a hundred offensive things every episode. But once I got into it and decided that I wasn't going to be offended, some episodes I laugh so hard that I almost <laughs> cry. I, Especially if you're in the mood to laugh, you know how certain yeah. things will just get you laughing even harder. So I highly recommend, if you're not easily offended, The Office. It's very good. And it's on Netflix, and there are probably five or six seasons of it with up to 20 episodes per season. So there's a lot of TV watching available if you're interested. And the next one we want to honor is Stockin' It Zombies, which is a video podcast. Mm -hmm. And the hosts are Megan... And Amy. And Amy, thank you. <laughs> Temporary brain fade there. And one of the things I love about the Stockinette Zombies is that Megan is always singing things. Some, you know, Amy will say something that's a line from a song and Ma- Megan will have to start singing it. <laughs> and my grandfather was just the same way. So I just, and I'm the same way. I do that all the time. And she also has named many of her patterns after musicals. So she's very musically oriented. And I just love the spontaneous way she just sings in her podcast. So what are we listening to? What about you? Well, last week I stumbled upon, and I only watched a few minutes of it, but it was a CNN show about the 90s and they were talking about 90s hip-hop music and they played I can't even remember what song they played that I that grabbed me but I remember the next day I went and I found the song online and I was listening to it and just like knitting patterns you fall (laughs) into that rabbit hole And I started going through a whole, I found some playlists on Spotify and just started listening to this 90s hip hop catalog. So that's what I have been listening to. A little salt and pepper, some Tupac, Outkast, and Snoop. (laughs) Nice. Those are good ones. Yeah. So it was very interesting how just one song can Can lead you to this rabbit hole. And it's like, oh, I remember that song. I remember that song. And then no MC Hammer into no, I did not (laughs) listen to that. And, you know, one what somehow you get into the 90s hip hop and then that opens up another window and you keep going. So, yeah. So before I tell you what I'm listening to, my husband always has to have music playing. Always, always, always. And it drives me crazy sometimes. (laughs) And he got one of those stupid Alexa things, the Amazon Alexa that you can talk to and she'll talk back. So when he's ready to turn on music, which is as soon as he thinks it's okay at eight in the morning, he'll say, Alexa, play hip hop from 2003 or 2005 or something. So I've been listening to much of the same music as you're talking about. Because yeah. So yeah, some of it is really, really bad, (laughs) which I 
Some of I'll it walk, can be. Yes. I walk into the room. I'm like, how can you even listen to this stuff? So I, all you have to do is say, Alexa, thumbs down, and she'll never play it again. So oh, I've huh. used that. <laughs> but I, besides listening to audiobooks and podcasts, which is what I've been listening to most of the time, but I love listening to music, and I've just gotten out of the habit because of audiobooks and podcasts. Yeah. But another thing Max and I do together, this whole list today is very reflective of my time with Max. Billie Eilish, she is a phenomenal singer. She's, I think she just turned 17 and she's been popular for a couple of years now. Max and I started listening to her probably two years ago. Really, really good music. And right now she's number one on the pop charts with her newest song, which is Bad Guy. And it was funny. Mike texted me from the car one day and said, Billie Eilish, bad guy. And I'm thinking, what is he talking about? He heard it on the radio and was like, this is a really good song. You have to listen. So I highly recommend Billie Eilish, The Frights, and Honey are two other bands that he and I listen to a lot that are, The Frights is rock and roll, but kind of, I want to call it surf rock, but it's not really, kind of punk surf rock. And Honey is just a really good band, H-U-N-N-Y. So thanks to my my 17-year-old son, that's the majority of what I listen to. We'd also like to celebrate the Curious Handmade podcast with Helen Stewart. I love Helen. She is a traveler extraordinaire, and she is originally from Australia, has lived in the British Isles for several years. I think she has lived other places too. Yeah. I can't remember. I she met her Did husband she... in Hong Kong or Hong something Kong like or that. Singapore. Yeah. Something. Like something. And so we have just been inspired by her love of travel, her ability to travel. She also goes to places around the world for knitting events mm-hmm. as well. Well, yeah. she's a designer. So she does sometimes go to promote her own designs and if you have not seen one of helen's designs i highly recommend you look them up on ravelry beautiful shawls and accessories she's an accessory knitter yes and she just recently so she grew up in australia she's lived in london for the last 14 years and she and her family just moved back to australia like this summer huge move giant move that is that is so In celebration of travel, Gail and I wanted to talk about a couple of upcoming trips we have. I am going to be at Stitches Salt Lake City, of all places, Salt Lake City. (laughs) This is the first time Stitches has had a show in Salt Lake City, and this will be October 2nd, Wednesday, October 2nd through Saturday, October 5th. I will be traveling to Salt Lake City and helping out Kim in the Western Sky Knits booth during the show. And if you will be there, please stop by and say hi. Okay, and you have to tell them what you're doing right now as we're recording. (laughs) This is very true. Right now, as we are recording, I am winding some yarn from Western Sky Knits. It is their Merino 17 in a beautiful beautiful fingering weight that color is gray with purple and blue speckles it's gorgeous 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 and i will be pairing this with a medium purple mohair making another love note to wear at the show I cannot wait to see this swatch I together. I can't wait to see it either. I'm almost <laughs> drooling watching her hand wind. And she's hand winding it into the most beautiful yarn ball you've ever seen. Mine always look very wonky, but hers is like just perfect. It's beautiful. <laughs> and it looks like it has a silk content. This is her Merino 17 fingering. And it's a two ply with 17 micron count Merino. So it's really, really fine Merino. And it's just beautiful. I bought some of the Merino 17 DK weight at Stitches last year. No, this year, this February, to knit the Wee Malia for Olivia, which I haven't done yet. And watching Charlene hand one this yarn is making me think I've just got to do that soon it for Olivia. It feels really nice. And it does have a little bit of a sheen, like Gail mentioned. It really it's does look like it has nice. silk in it. Very, very nice. Oh, you know, the colorway I got for Olivia's sweater is wine which is like the Merlot colorway and the colors of fall palette. 
I should knit that sweater for colors there of fall and put together a little outfit for Olivia. Uh, oh a my gosh. Fall outfit. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to do that. Stocking as we record. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about Western Sky Knit, so I just had to have you comment on that gorgeous yarn. So travel. Yes, I'm traveling too. I will also be in Utah next month, which is very odd that Charlene and I are yeah, traveling to a that state is that odd. I've only been to Utah as a child, I think. And last year for my 50th birthday, Mike and I traveled to Yellowstone. So I said for my birthday this year, I want to do another national park. So we're going to do several this time. We're going to go to Kanab, Utah and treat it as a little home base because from Kanab with relatively short travel time between an hour and two, you can go to Bryce National Park, you can go to Zion National Park, and you can go to Antelope Valley, which are all breathtakingly beautiful mesa-like parks that have just extraordinary rock formations and colors and just I was there as a child and still remember how amazing it was. So we're going to stay in Kanab for a few days, and then we're going to drive around the backside of the Grand Canyon and stay at the Grand Canyon for a day and a night before going home. So I get to do that in September. And then the first week of November, I'm going to be in London for a work event. And they were originally going to have us go. October 30th, 31st, and November 1st, but Brexit is October 31st. So they decided that probably wasn't a very good time (laughs) for a bunch of us from different parts of the world to be there. Might be a little chaotic. So instead, we're going the first week of November. So I have some fun travel coming up. Yay for traveling. Another video podcast that's new, relatively new on the scene that we really enjoy is Hokey's Journal by Hokey Locatelli. And of course, we are big fans of all of her patterns, and I'm knitting one right now. And her Fall Knit Along, which is an annual event, is starting September 1st and goes through November 30th. And I think you have until the end of August to sign up for it. And I think her patterns may still be 20% off until the end of August. I'm not certain. But hopefully you'll hear this in time to sign up for a pattern if you want to join her Knit Along. And one thing that Hohe does in her journals is she has a featured pattern, which is typically one of her newly released patterns. And what I would like to knit for her fall knit along is her newest sweater, the Super Simple Summer Sweater. And it is a top-down yoke-shaped sweater that is striped, and it's worsted weight, and I think she used a cotton blend yarn. And I was looking through the yarn ideas for that pattern. So if you go to a pattern in Ravelry, the tabs across the top, one of them is yarn ideas. And you can click that tab and it shows you all of the different yarns that have been used to knit that pattern. And there's also a little checkbox you can do at the top that says, show me only yarns in my stash. So you can refine that list of yarns to see what you have that may match. So I clicked that box and saw that somebody knit the sweater in Elspeth LeVold's Silky Wool, which is a wool silk blend DK weight yarn. And I have five skeins (laughs) of that yarn in a raspberry pink color that I have had for eight or nine years. Several years. A really long time. One of our local yarn stores went out of business many, many years ago. And Charlene and I bought some yarn because they were had a very generous discount and this yarn has been sitting in my stash because I just don't know what to knit with it but when I saw someone had knit the super simple summer sweater in it I thought oh I don't have enough of the pink so I can't do a solid pink one but I bought two skeins from someone who was de-stashing in a colorway called sandstone which is a beige-ish color so I'm going to do in her pattern they're equal width stripes but I'm going to do wider pink, narrower sandstone, wider pink, narrower sandstone. So I can knit a sweater with this deep, deep stash. And the new yarn that I bought from someone's D-stash was like $14. Nice. So yeah, I had to invest a little more to get a full sweater quantity, but I'll finally have that (laughs) used up in my stash. So super simple summer sweater is my featured pattern. And I just wanted to mention that if you are Spanish speaking, Hohe has had another podcast that predates her English Hohe's Journal podcast, 
Lost Knitting Amigas is a podcast she does with a knitting friend of hers. And I've watched several of those episodes. My Spanish is not quite good enough to understand everything. I can understand a little bit. But if you are Spanish speaking, that that podcast is out there as well. And the next one we want to honor is the two knitlet chicks, our good friends, Barb and Tracy. They have a wonderful podcast where they talk about knitting and reading, but we already talked about reading. <laughs> and so to honor them, they have a segment every episode. They have thumbs up and thumbs down. So what are your thumbs up and thumbs down? Thumbs up. I just read about this this morning and I thought it was such a good idea. In our episode, when we talked about mental health, we mentioned the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. I read this morning that the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is going to get its own three-digit number. Oh, Similar sweet. to 911. Yeah. I'm, oh, that's I'm getting, awesome. I'm tearing up talking about it. I got a cold sweat. Please. Oh, wow. <laughs> what that means is that finally mental health emergencies are getting the respect and the attention that they deserve. And, and need. if you are in the presence of someone who is having a mental health emergency, no matter where you are, you will be able to dial a three-digit number to get assistance for that person. Wow. Just like you can dial 911 to get physical assistance. So, that is phenomenal. Yeah. I thought that was really nice. Wow. Really a great thing. And a true acknowledgement of mental health needs in this country. And long overdue. Long overdue, yes. And my thumbs down is the big fire that is raging right now in the Amazon. I looked up a little bit about that, and there are actually several fires burning in the Amazon. The biggest one is in Brazil. And I read that the Amazon because of all the plants and trees, produces 20% of the Earth's oxygen. And the fires taking out the trees and plants, of course, threaten that oxygen production. And it also threatens the rainforest, the entire ecosystem of the area. So it's a big thumbs down. And I don't know what can be done, if anything can be done about it, but thumbs down in general (laughs) and how about you gail thumbs up and thumbs down i'm gonna do my thumbs down first which is the newest thing that barb and tracy do so that they end on a high note yeah (laughs) my thumbs down is purely selfish it's my parents moving eight hours away from me eight or nine and i'm i'm getting more and more used to the idea Mm -hmm. but i'm still very sad so that's my thumbs down And my thumbs up is baking with Max. He and I, for probably close to a year now, have been baking with each other very regularly. And it's just a super fun way to get to hang out with my teenage son. And we have so much fun and we bake some amazing things. I forgot to write down the name of our latest cookbook, but I will put it in the show notes Mm -hmm. because it's extraordinary. And last week we made salted caramel s'mores bars (laughs) (laughs) they were so delicious that you literally have to get them out of the house or you'll eat the whole thing but we made the marshmallows from scratch we made the caramel from scratch and we didn't make chocolate from scratch obviously but they were just phenomenal and we've made several things from this cookbook that have all turned out just like they look like a professional made them so you're very proud of not only the flavor and taste but the actual end product and we share them with our neighbors because we can't eat it all ourselves (laughs) so our neighbors love us right now because we're giving them all the yummy baked goods so that's my thumbs up baking with my son all right so to wrap up episode number 200 and to celebrate another one of my favorite podcasts are our endy bits and that's a, a nod to the bakery bears who are dan and Kay who do a video podcast from their home in England. And they also just started uh, an audio podcast called The Bakery Bears Radio Show. That is, I don't think it's going to be knitting related. It's going to be a lot of other topics, but they've done their first four, which were really cool and interesting. And 
I just think they're great people in general. So I really enjoyed the show. And for our indie bits today, Colors of Fall Knit Along update. So as of today, we have 37 finished objects and we have until September 21st or something like that. Just about another month. Yeah. So we have lots of time left because there are 122 projects in the chatter thread. So lots of work works in progress happening. Mm -hmm. And I know you finished your Maypop hoodie, right? I did. Yeah. Today, before we started recording, I picked up the first sleeve for my Maypop hoodie. So I'm cruising along on mine. And I wore my magical thinking yesterday. Yeah, I was out with Charlene and wore it for the first time. And I love it. It's so pretty. Awesome. So what else did I want to say? Oh, there are tons of prizes. So the prizes are all in the first post of the finished objects thread. Instead of putting them at the very top, I put the colors of fall palette at the very top and put all the prizes in my post. They're easier to edit there too, I discovered. And we have a new prize since the last time I talked about them. Adrian, who is classic age on Ravelry, she is donating a Tanny Casey bag. Ooh. Oh, we love Tanny Casey bags. And she bought one of the laundered canvas bags that are zip close tops, which I've been eyeballing for I a while. They're really cute. <laughs> they're solid. Well, actually, there was one on there the other day that's a print. And Adrian said that she bought one for herself and has been using it almost exclusively for all of her knitting projects. So when Tanny had an update, she bought two. So there is either a purple one, I think, or a yellow one that the winner can choose from. Yeah, so very nice. cool. So thank you, Adrian. You are always a contributor of very cool things. And thank you to everybody else who has donated a prize. Many of you are listeners who are not representing any kind of shop or business of any kind. You're just donating because you're really awesome listeners. <laughs> and thank you for listening to us for 200 episodes. We do. Thank you. Feel very loved and very we supported. And we're very grateful for each and every one of you. And you can always reach out to us on Ravelry and friend us and share your knitting with us in the Ravelry group. And it's a super happy place to be. Happy knitting, everyone. Happy knitting. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.